Welcome back to PR After Hours. I'm your host, Alex Greenwood, bringing you your weekly cocktail of PR and marketing tips that will help you and your business. Welcome back to your weekly cocktail of PR and marketing tips. Every week, a fresh concoction of public relations, marketing, and business management tips and news and interviews with the pros. And I am really excited to have back uh, already a favorite guest um, from the CKP group, Carrie Kirkpatrick, CEO, founder. They, they do marketing, PR, advertising, consulting, all sorts of stuff out of Houston. Carrie, welcome back to PR After Hours. Cheers, Alex. Yay, thank you. And we'll get that drink order taken care of in just a moment for you. And meanwhile, here's some peanuts. Carrie, <laughs> I'd like to chat with you a little bit about how PR agencies, a lot of our listeners are business people who go here for, for PR tips, and a lot of them mm -hmm. are PR professionals and agencies. And sometimes I think it's not clear how PR agencies can benefit brands, um, you know, particularly now in the time of a pandemic, but just in general, wondering what's your just your general thoughts on that as an agency owner and a longtime PR veteran? Yeah, that's such an interesting idea right now, because I've, I've heard of so many companies either reducing or completely changing their their relationship with a PR agency right now, um, which means they don't understand or don't see the value. And really, the way that I like to think about it is the PR agency and the PR professionals working on your account or, or working in general, they're the ultimate chameleons. They can really adapt to change very quickly they're proactive, they understand how to position and how to message. Uh, and in a situation right now, like we're experiencing, why wouldn't you want to have the, those people on your team that can <laughs> see several miles ahead through the fog you know, to know what to do? You know, sometimes I have clients and I do, I do a lot of what I call executive counsel. And a lot of times mm -hmm. they're just paying me to sit down with them for an hour and, and listen to what they're planning to do. And just how will that mm -hmm. sound from the outside? You know, you don't, you don't, mm -hmm. you know about our business, but you're not immersed in it and you're not walking the, the same, well, now virtual hallways as we are and meeting mm -hmm. with us. So, so mm -hmm. how does this sound to you? And I've done that, like I said uh, previously in another another interview with you, I've done that for a local government. They're just like, what do you think we need to do? Can you look at what we're doing now and poke holes in it? And that's what people want. So I think that that's an extremely valuable use of a PR consulting or PR agencies is we can look at what you're doing from all the angles and we can identify mm -hmm. looking around the corner for you and going, look, you know, if you say it this way, it may not be so great in about, you know, about two weeks, you know, this mm -hmm. is going to look bad. Or it may be your normal slogan you use in a time that's the, not a pandemic sounds tone deaf in a time during a pandemic, those kinds of things, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. It's all about having a broader sense of and understanding of what's happening in the world. And publicists are, are great at that. They're great at that in a way that marketers, advertisers are less great. Marketing and advertising professionals are certainly wonderful and spectacular at, at certain things, but they're, they're not used to having to earn the attention where publicists are used to having to earn the attention. So they have to have an understanding of what's going on and how to cut through. Um, but that's an interesting, interesting way to, to work with clients too, is just to poke holes in everything for them. 
<laughs> That's um, part of what we do. I do is crisis comm planning, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, there was an episode mm-hmm. we did of this show in February 12, 2020 said, this is this is giving me chills when I read this. Are you ready for the inevitable public relations crisis? <laughs> yeah. You know, and, and mm-hmm. I, you know, and I've had several things leading up to that. In fact, I had somebody uh, tweet that on Twitter, a, a business colleague down here. He said, he warned us and he put a link to my crisis. <laughs> you know, I, I, yeah, like I'm such a guru that I figured that out. Come on. Everybody could see that coming. The problem is, the problem is Carrie though. And I think this reinforces what you're saying is the problem is most people or business people are just focused on running their darn business. They're dealing with HR. They're dealing with supply chain. They're yeah. dealing with all this stuff. Whereas it's our job to look ahead and go, whoa, this could be happening soon. You know, um, take a look at this and prepare for this and plan for this. So how important in your in your mind is planning? And um, I, I want to preface this with saying that I still tell people you can still plan today in the midst of a pandemic. You should plan today. You need to plan three quarters ahead of what you're going to do and you need to game plan all the stuff that could happen to you or organization or your brand, depending on what happens with the pandemic. What, what are your thoughts on planning? Well, the first thing about the pandemic is that you have to have a plan because a plan is constant and, and you know, it, it can change and it can evolve, but it's constant and it's a, a basis for, for what you plan to do because it's a plan, but the pandemic is literally changing every day. And without something that's constant, you can just go off and spin off in all these different directions that really have no, no benefit to you. So planning is, I mean, that's wonderful that you're encouraging your clients still every day, make sure that you've got the plan and you're evolving the plan and and building the plan and doing all of that. But I think a great example here of how having the plan, regardless of a fluid situation, Um, which by the way, I'm killing myself for saying that because we've all heard this is a fluid situation (laughs) repeated so many times, right? (laughs) Um, But a great example here, if you, um, if you have, if you're in a market that has natural disasters that happen frequently, um, weather disasters is a, is a big issue, right? Like Houston, Um, I mean, you have storms. Right. We have hurricanes and uh, rain events and, um, you know, 500 year floods that happen every year. So we, we work with McDonald's in Houston. And one of the things that we do with them is crisis communications. And that is a very large bucket of activities (laughs) that all fall into crisis communications for a quick service restaurant, especially one like McDonald's, but that also included during Hurricane Harvey, the response to Harvey. And one of the things that set us up so well with being able to respond quickly and manage messaging during that weather event was that we had already established a crisis protocol for our clients of, you know, here's, here's how you assess which risk level it is. And at each risk level, you take these actions and here's the, you know, here's the plan from, from risk level one, here's what it means at risk level two and risk level three and, and all of that. So we, had this framework already established. And then from there, we were able to rely on um, really just crisis communications and communications in general, best practices of how to manage in that kind of situation. And, you know, Harvey was completely unlike the COVID-19 issue that we're dealing with right now, 
but having that foundation, both from that experience and all of these other experiences, gave us a solid plan to be able to go into this and say, this is how we're going to do it. And ultimately, that's reassuring for our clients. And when they're not sure what's going on, and if their business is going to be available in, or not available, but uh, around in six months, having something like a solid communications plan tackled and, and activating is peace of mind. Yeah. And that's a peace of mind is huge right now. Um, mm-hmm. um, so let me, let me talk to you if I could shift gears, cause I think we've, we've kind of making the case a little bit for what we do, but can I just ask you as, as a fellow PR agency owner and mm-hmm. practitioner, if you don't mind, Sure. In general, how is you're like, uh oh, where's he going? Has he been drinking the virtual martini already? No. Um, <laughs> how has the pandemic affected CKP? Yeah, that's uh, that's a great question. So, one of the first things that hasn't affected us at all is the switch to work from home. We started from the very beginning working from home. Everybody is comfortable with that. So that was not a disruption for for our company. The disruption on work from home is that now the you know the the mom of two children, two small children who's used to being able to work from home during the day and have peace and quiet mm-hmm. now has two small children and you know and the dog and then her husband at home as well. And so there's a balancing act that has to happen to make sure everything still happens and deadlines are met and also families taken care of. So, you know, in that, in that sense, that's affected a little bit how we operate. We've been really fortunate that our clients see the value in our services and um, have had very few client drop-offs. We've definitely lost some, but not as much as, as uh, other agencies that we know and, and work a lot with have. And really that goes back to an effort that we've been making the last few years to diversify our client mix. So we're not in one, one bucket, one industry. Yeah. I've got friends who uh, have agencies that are nearly all hospitality or leisure and, you know, they're not sure what next week is going to bring for them. So I think we're really lucky, uh, and we're lucky because we've been able to display the value to our clients that we can provide to them. Well, you know, they, the old saying, though, the harder you work, the luckier you get. So you've, <laughs> you've worked hard to diversify. And, I, you know, I have to confession time here. I'm a smaller shop than you, um, but similar similar structure for our agencies, but I'm much smaller. Mm-hmm. And by the way, just by full disclosure, Carrie and I, who we've never met in person, but we're, we're a member of the same USPR which is Unified mm-hmm. Strategies Public Relations, which is a kind of a, a conglomerate. It's not the right word, but it's a, it's an association of small to mid-sized PR marketing firms. Anyway, uh, one thing I was doing, this is, see, I know what I'm doing, and I, I, I got some good ideas, but timing is always a problem because yeah. <laughs> in the midst of this, I was transitioning from generalist to doing crisis comm planning. I have mm-hmm. all, I've been doing speaking engagements. I've been doing webinars. I've been doing stuff and everything was just going great guns. And I was going to speak at the digital summit in May. Mm-hmm. Uh, all these things were, were going click, click, click. Right. Well, mm-hmm. here's what happened to me. 
we get into this crisis, and of course, all my in-person stuff is gone. Mm-hmm. Reagan, the big PR firm, they come bigfooting in with all the crisis comp stuff and really expensive uh, online webinars and stuff like that, which is fine. Mm-hmm. I'm not mad at them. They have great information. But also, I got a lot of my clientele were just like, or people I would normally hit up about this kind of training, like, well, we're, you know, what good is it now? We're in the middle of it. And I'm like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to send them this podcast. <laughs> he said, don't trust me trust carrie all right she knows what she's doing just talk to her so i'm i'm in that same boat uh with some of your your other colleagues unfortunately but i'm working my way through you know the the funny thing about crisis com training uh, media training and spokesperson training through this kind of situation that you know what you do is critical and clients never fully understand it they might you know fully or they say they fully understand it but it's like 80% until they have to use those tools and we had just the most wonderful i told you so moment with a client not in a bad way um during Harvey and it was we had a client that was doing they were doing a lot of good in the community that they were one of the only businesses that their supply chain was intact. And so they were able to quickly activate to provide free meals for first responders and do all kinds of stuff. And we had literally a month before gone through this intensive crisis communications, um, media training. Hmm. And we had actually worked with a partner of ours out of um, DC, uh, Jefferson Beeman, and worked with that company to do the media training and work together. And they're a really wonderful, wonderful shop, by the way, really world-class um, crisis communication experts. Um, but we worked with them to do this really intense day-long training for, uh, I think it was eight people from this client. And um, after the first CNBC interview where our client was really like put on the spot on live TV, um, he came back and said, you know, I, now I understand why that media training was so intense and why we focus so much on being able to answer thoughtfully in the moment and how to redirect and, you know, all of these things that we talked about, I understand completely, sign me up to do it again. I loved it. Now, cue the music. Now I'm a believer, right? Yeah. Uh (laughs) You know, it's true. I've trained people uh, and been really hard on them. And I work with a guy who's uh, as as my co-partner or a co-pilot on training a lot. He's a former uh, journalist, uh, TV news uh, journalist for 16 years. You know, he's he's both sat in the anchor chair, but also been out in the field. And he just grills them mercilessly, you know, particularly mm-hmm. particularly clients that have to deal with adversarial situations mm-hmm. like uh, government or, or issues related stuff. And mm-hmm. I, just, I remember at first, some of them were just like, we take a break and like, like he, he, I'm good cop and he's bad cop. He'd go to the restroom yeah. or something and the client would look at me and go, gosh, is this necessary? Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, it is. Yes. And then just like you had the same moment, a couple of weeks later, she had her first press conference and she said, oh, thank God you guys grilled me like that because she got mm-hmm. raked over the coals, but she did a great job. So yeah, there's that. And Carrie, as, as we wrap up and I, I could go on and on, but you know, I, I am being very generous with your time by keeping you <laughs> but i want to ask you just one other quick question and then of course i'll throw it open to you to any closing thoughts you have but 
can we give for our listeners who are PR folks, who either your students who are gonna, going into a career in PR or you're a contractor or you have a small agency or you're part of a corporate team or whatever, if you're, if you're a PR professional, any advice for them right now um, in general? Wow, um, so much advice. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, I think the most important thing that I try to remind myself um, is that, first of all, this is a great opportunity to be hungry and to learn and, uh, and to really absorb everything that's happening in this, you know, in our world and synthesize that information and use it. Uh, take that time to like really understand what's going on and, and use it and great time to be hungry and to really be absorbing everything that's happening around us as PR professionals, I think one of the the characteristics I find in everybody is that everybody's hungry and they are observant and they're absorbing what's happening and learning from that all the time. So whether you're a student in college or you're somebody who's in high school and interested in PR um, and social media and content marketing and all of that, or you're a professional with 30 years under your belt, just keep listening and staying hungry and and using this environment as an opportunity to learn. The other thing I want to say is that for people who are not as familiar with crisis communications, this is an excellent time for a masterclass in crisis communications yeah. to look at what's happening, think about how you would handle it, and start formulating those skills. You're going to need them. Everybody's going to need them at some point. That is the um, best advice. I started my career uh, at the Health Sciences Center in Oklahoma City uh, in April 1995, my PR career, and that's when the terrorist attack on the federal building happened. And oh, wow. My first full and legit first full year at that hospital complex with three hospitals and medical school, all that was consumed by that. And best compliment I ever got, by the way, was from a client who were in the middle of a, what was for them a crisis, and it was serious, and there was a lot of tension. And he said, mm -hmm. it's just interesting. Is, as things ratchet up, you seem to get calmer. I said, that, that's what you have to do, and that's what you're paying me to do. I can't be the one freaking out here. I've got to be the one calming down, breathing deeply, and thinking about ways that we can get, get your message out in the proper way. The knee of my boss from the hospital, Jake Lowry, who guy was just phenomenal, and I, I learned so much there. So when you said master class, I mean, folks, listen to Carrie. She's totally right. <laughs> Keep your eyes and ears open. Consume media. Don't go crazy and make yourself, you know, mentally upset by constantly taking a steady diet of COVID. Because I, I, I do recommend standing back. But pay attention to what's going on with the industry. Um, see what you other PR folks are doing. And frankly, I have a, a we mentioned USPR previously, but I have a good network of colleagues that you know I, I don't really believe in competing against other PR firms. It's just like if somebody can do it better than us, go to them. If, if you know that's how I feel, but. I like to talk to my colleagues, like I'm talking to you, Carrie, and just say, mm -hmm. man, here's what's going on with me. I'm struggling with this. How about you? And then for you to go, oh, we're doing okay on this, but I'm struggling with this. You know, it's, it's good to have that camaraderie. And I would just, that would be my tip to other PR people is you're not alone. You're, you're not alone. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. There's always such a tendency, especially locally, to, um, to have that kind of competitive relationship. But there's always somebody that you can talk with in another market or uh, that is, you know, a slightly different focus than your agency and having that camaraderie is so important. It really is. 
Carrie, as we wrap up, is there anything else you'd like to impart before we uh, have last call here? Oh, no, I'm just enjoying my virtual cocktail, though, here so much. <laughs> well, you know, for you, they're on the house, and I so appreciate that. Carrie, how can people uh, learn more about your company and, and what you're doing, and, and maybe if they need to contact you and ask a question or something, how do they do that? Yeah, sure. Uh, they can check out our website, thecpgroup.com, and uh, on the website, you can email us directly. I like it. I like it. Carrie Kirkpatrick, founder and CEO of the CKP Group. Thank you for being here in the virtual lounge. Thank you for having me. You bet. Folks, the uh, last call bell has been rung, so we're going to have to wrap this one up. But remember, there will be complete links for everything we mentioned here in the show notes at PRAfterHours.com. Remember, we're here about twice a week, and if you have a question, there's links in the show notes. You can actually record a message, and you can ask me a question. Um, I can't wait for somebody to finally do that. Nobody's done it yet. It's easy. It's free. It take you a second. You can use your smartphone and you can send me a question. I will answer it as best I can right here on the virtual lounge. Also, don't forget to go to at hours PR. That's me on Twitter for this show or at a underscore Greenwood on Twitter. But that's more than about the show and you'll find me griping about the world on there so if you just want pr stuff just go to at hours pr but all these links are in the show notes so until next time i gotta wipe down this uh, virtual bar and uh, lock up and we'll just talk to you next time right here on pr after hours <laughs>